to introduce Gillian English to the show. She has got a show, uh, Giant and Angry, happening at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Uh, this starts tonight, actually. Opening night is at the Fad Gallery. Welcome to the show, Gillian. Thank you so much for having me. Super, super exciting. Are you nervous for tonight or you've got lots of energy? Uh, I'm not. I'm not really nervous. This is this is my job, so yeah, that's fair um, <laughs> it'd be it'd be pretty bad. But no, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited to open tonight. I really love Melbourne. I used to live here, so I'm keen to be back. Wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about the background of the show, about the inspiration behind it? Sure. Um, most of the work I do is autobiographical. So uh, this one is mostly about my relationship with my father and um, how how he influenced me and the lessons he taught me and how those apply to being uh, a woman in the modern world. Okay, and Jillian, um, I understand that you are a, um, a tall woman and that um, part, part of the show is about how um, angry um, you've become, not just at um, comments about your height, but of um, the women's movements in general. So how does that play yeah. into the show? Um, quite largely. Mm. Um, how can I describe I mean, I'm not, I haven't become angry. I've always been angry, and that's okay. something I really discuss. And I think that a lot of um, a lot of women are really angry. And one of the things I really touch on in the show is that um, women women aren't supposed to be angry. It's not an emotion we're we're meant to feel. It's the domain of men. So uh, that's one of the things I try to talk about is how women are really angry, and it's ridiculous that we're told we're not allowed to be. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, Dana. And you mentioned also, Gillian, um, in your press release here that people are only noticing this now. Um, we've had a lot of guests on the show who are taking this opportunity and this movement and they are using it to um, try and sell their show. Um, is there a concern, maybe, in your view, that um, this comedy market is becoming saturated at all? No. Um, no. Not in the least. Hmm. There's, uh, there's lots, there's heaps and heaps of dudes. And I don't think we've ever had an article that says, are there too many male comics? So uh, I think that comment is uh, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I think that this is such a huge thing to get behind. We, um, Tom's right, we have had a f lot of artists come in. I don't think that we can have enough of it because being a female in the industry myself, mm. let's get up and at them. Mm. Um, yes, do you mind if I ask you, Gillian? Um, yesterday was International Theatre Day and I um, wanted to ask you, um, International Theatre Day is sort of a day where the world gets behind showing the arts and theatre as a positive educational tool. And have all your shows really had this drive to be able to say something, to be able to have a message? Um, yeah, they have. Um, all my work, except for She-Wolf and Comedy Bears for Kids, are autobiographical. So I've gone through heaps in my life, which pretty much every person who lives has gone through. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's lessons you can learn in there. And I don't think any of my stories are necessarily unique. I'm not the only person who's experienced that. The details make it about me, but overall it's something that everyone can relate to. So that's, that's kind of what I like to focus on. Sorry, I'm walking up the hill. Um, no, that's okay. No stress the, uh, um, the universal aspect of, of being a person and being a, a woman person in the world, that's what I like to talk about. So, yeah. That's brilliant. I love it. And have you always used this, like, storytelling as your platform to be able to create create this through comedy? Yeah. Um, when I first started doing Fringe, I saw my good friend John Bennett doing his show, Fire in the Mess Lab. Okay. And I was like, who is that man? Who is that man? What is he doing? 
and how do I do it too? So he was, he's a brilliant storyteller, and he really inspired me. So, yeah. Is it a hard I, thing to get a get your head around storytelling because I know that you know some when you're doing comedy through storytelling it sometimes it can fall flat on its face but how do how have you found that you sort of pick up the I don't know the the way of using comedy to be able to tell your story um practice I guess it's what I've been doing professionally for the last seven years and there's a a very large uh, storytelling scene in Canada you've got a different storytelling show every night in Toronto So there's lots of places to practice and lots of really great people and workshops and all kinds of things you can do to learn and work at your craft so that you get good at it. Which doesn't mean that it's not always going to go well. Sometimes things do fall flat on their face, but when that happens, you have to, instead of wallowing and being sad, you take it as an opportunity to learn, figure out what worked, what didn't work, and do better next time. Yeah, that's very true. And do you find that uh, having perform- performed in Toronto and in Melbourne, I know in the Fringe in Adelaide, all, all across sort of different nations and states here in Australia, do you have different responses from different audiences? Oh, of course. Everywhere is different. You can't, you can't ever treat uh, two festivals the same. You can't treat two audiences the same. Just because you killed last night doesn't mean you're not going to bomb uh, the yeah. next day, right? So you have yeah. to... You have to uh, keep your ego in check and govern yourself accordingly. You gotta, you gotta roll with what's happening right now. And every new festival, every time you go somewhere new, roll up your sleeves and get down to work. So for sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Jillian, you mentioned before your show, uh, Comedy of Errors, um, which mm-hmm. is a children's show and trying to encourage them to, um, you know, sort of appreciate the works of Shakespeare. Um, how, how, where did it? Why did you decide to create this show? Well, I I love Shakespeare. I did my master's in Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. I did my undergrad in Shakespeare. I hadn't really used my master's in a while, so I was like, oh, we should make use of that. But also, (laughs) I remember being a kid and everybody saying, well, Shakespeare's too complicated. I don't understand the language. I don't know what's going on. And the thing is, is it's really universal stories taken from lots of different source material. No offense, Shakespeare wasn't exactly the most original. Um, (laughs) Very true. (laughs) So... uh, but I think this idea of, of telling kids that it's too scary, it's too hard, it's too intellectual, when it's not, it's really not. It's just kind of like when I moved to Australia, it took me a moment to switch on and understand what y'all were saying, because <laughs> some of the words are different, and sometimes the accent, and like, I love my boyfriend, but sometimes I hear words come out of his mouth, and I'm like, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I gave up. I was like, oh, well, listening to him talk is just too hard for me. I switch on and pay attention, and I think that's something... Um, that it's important to teach kids that don't just give up, don't don't assume something's too complicated or, or that it's hoity-toity or whatever, because Shakespeare was not writing for academics at Cambridge and Oxford. He was writing for the mob. The mob enjoys a good bit of slapstick. So, uh, yeah, just encouraging kids that to, to listen to stories, to tell their own stories, and also uh, have, like, you know, uh, educational outcomes, learn, learn how to cooperate, learn how to communicate, stuff like that, you know. Good stuff. Absolutely. Um, Were you yourself a fan of Shakespeare growing up, Gillian? Yeah, I was. I didn't really read it until I was about 10. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking, oh, this is is a curious little bit of stuff. I love finding... um, Sorry? 
That's still quite early, being 10 and reading Shakespeare. I don't think I read it until I was maybe 18, 16 or 18. <laughs> well, I, I am from rural Nova Scotia in Canada. We did not have cable. Okay. We did not have, we did not have a satellite dish, and the power went out a lot. Fair so uh, if you weren't <laughs> interested in reading, then you're going to do a lot of sitting in the dark. So <laughs> I read a lot. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, for maybe parents listening, how are their kids going to be involved in these comedy, in this Comedy of Errors show? Well, I do, um, I do the show with my puppet, Bip. So Bip and I are telling the story. Um, and, and Bip and I have lots of questions for the kids about, you know, what, what would they have done in this situation? What are some of the things the characters could have done to make their lives a little bit easier and less complicated? Uh, there's, there's lots of fun acting out. Um, so lots of kids get really into it, ask them, what does it look like when you're sneaking around? What does it look like when you're surprised? And they have a really great time. So it's nice and active. You want to tire them out for about 45 minutes <laughs> uh, and, and teach them to cooperate and communicate. Come see Comedy Bears for kids. Yes, indeed. Um, Gillian, thank you so much for um, speaking to us today and providing your insights. Um, just a reminder to our listeners, Giant and Angry and Comedy of Errors are both screen, um, showing as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yes, and um, Giant and Angry opening night is tonight, so do get down. It is at the Fad Gallery. Um, you can find tickets to these shows at thecomedyfestival.com. Is that correct, Gillian? That is correct. That would be where you would look. That would be perfect. Okay, we will chuck a Facebook post up on our Art Smitten Facebook page as well for you guys out there so that you can find the links quick and easy. Gillian, best of luck. Chookers, as we say in the industry, for tonight. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for coming on the show and have a good one. <laughs> Thank you. You guys have a good day.